Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, we're going to talk about the Darden family murders, a family murder mystery, Brandy. Murder. You're a big fan of murder. <laughs> You're a big fan okay. of murder there, devil. It sounds like, this sounds yeah. like a Scooby-Doo mystery to me, Timmy. I do love Scooby-Doo mysteries. I think that uh, all of our listeners are big fans of murder. Did the caretaker do it? Did they rip off his mask and the caretaker did it? Well, it's a mystery, so we don't know, but perhaps. Is there a dog? I don't know if there's a dog or not. This is actually a very, very gruesome murder, so we we should warn people ahead of time. Uh, I feel like you just did. Yes. Well, here, let me let me give them the warning. To me, we are an adult comedy podcast, although this one may not be as funny because we got people chopped up and thrown about and spread about Disneyland and all kinds of shit. But if you if you if you don't like that, if that's not your cup of tea, then I don't know how you even found us to begin with. <laughs> we also I don't know why you even We here. also use adult why language, Colonel, as you know. Goddamn right we do. <laughs> and we we Well, do we, do we, we call would. it adult language really? Cuz we sound like a bunch of, of 12-year-old boys. Yeah, sophomoric language, I guess, is yeah. better. <laughs> Sometimes we say pecker. Yeah. Sometimes so, we talk about penis or vagina we teeth. Do. And I believe in this vagina one we're going to have a this one we have a penis that plays a big role. You know, role Colonel. Of course, you and I always have a uh, healthy fear of vagina teeth, but you know what? Women need to be well, on yeah. guard for the penis teeth, Colonel. Really? Well, it's it's the penis pectorals, Timmy, like the catfish. Uh-huh. You know, you know how the catfish got those those oh, fins. So we have to be careful of barbs, barbs, <laughs> barbs on yeah. your the penis, penis barbs. barbs. Okay. Yeah, because some men just get in there and they don't want to let you go, devil. Yeah, so you got to be careful about that, Brandy. Uh, You really should read up on it if you haven't. Uh, You know, I've been married a while, so I'm. I feel good. I feel safe. I feel all right. All right. Dave just keeps me. Dave just keeps me hanging around because he promises to buy me pretty things. But you are not. uh, I'm trying to put this delicately. Let's. You are not inexperienced in your younger days. Well, who among so us? So you have never run across who one of these. Us was we, we, Colonel? We would be the last people who would do slut shaming. Oh and yes, yet, oh, here yes. you are. No, we, uh, 
I, no, I'm proud of her. I mean, she was out there way before the whole Me Too movement being a, you know, Me Three way and what? everything. No. So. First of all, yes, I was a pioneer. Second of all, it's one of those things like you wouldn't buy a car without kicking the tires or taking it for a test drive. So, so did you, you kick know. Dave? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I kicked Dave. <laughs> Let me let, before we go on. Let me introduce our uh, host because some people might not know you, Brandy. They might she is known she is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. All right, Brandy, how are you, if at all? Well, Timmy, again for the second straight day in a row, I have been up at six o'clock like fucking farmers uh, on a Saturday. Why are you Sunday. getting up so early? You should sleep in sometime. Well, let's let's see. It's this little eight-year-old bird that flies into my room, and its cry is, Mom, 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 Mom. I'm hungry, Mom. I'm well, young Noah, has, has, Mom. he's a growing boy. He has to have his breakfast. I don't know why you would begrudge him that. I'm not begrudging him that. He's begrudging me sleep. Hmm. So, again... Up like farmers, no cows to milk, no seeds to sow. I'm Just, sorry, you know, uh, Colonel. Yeah. Do you think that's enough uh, brandy time? Yeah, perfect. Well, it seems like we've spent a little bit, a little bit too much time on brandy. But if she's, we haven't done this for a few weeks. She might have some. You know, she carries anger with her around like a backpack to me. So <laughs> I do. I, if she needs to get any of it out, it's probably best. Rather than her pay $75 an hour for a therapist she so desperately needs. <laughs> Who has that kind of time? Have you thought about uh, seeking uh, professional help, Brandy? Uh, I don't know that there's a professional alive that can help me, but that's okay. <laughs> let me, Brandy, yeah, let me right. introduce a man that needs no introduction. A man who is uh, considered the moral compass of this podcast a man who has been been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. By no one. The very Ever. honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, Timmy, until yesterday, it all changed, and I'm not good, Timmy. What's, what's wrong, Colonel? Uh, tell us what ails you. Well, it's it's really society in general, Timmy. And I'm yesterday, of course, you know, I, I have some yard work to uh-huh. do. And I don't know if he was outside. And for you that uh, for those who don't know, bit. Colonel is a gentleman farmer. Right? Yes, I have I have my three quarters of an estate <laughs> over here in, in lovely west side of Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm i I'm cutting my grass and uh Cutting down a, a little rose bush and doing some, you know, just some some manly stuff. You should get goats. Manly stuff and oh, you should get goats. I do want to get a goat. And I uh, they keep your lawn. They keep your lawn warm, small. Timmy. I mean, keep your lawn nice and tidy. Yeah, tight. They do. And if you no, scare don't them, if you get grass. the right the sun, kind, you, and know you scare the them, they faint. Bitches eat everything. I, I learned this from our friend Stephen Potts, who lives on a farm. He doesn't have goats because goats don't eat what they're supposed to eat, Timmy. They eat everything but the grass. Mm. But anyway, I'm doing my grass. And, it, you know, it was a rather warm day out yesterday. 
And so, you know, I take off my shirt. Gross. And, uh, like in public? Like where well, people can see, see here's you? The thing. And I'm completely behind this whole the whole Me Too movement, right? But that works. I, both I get ways. this vision of you with a wallet that's uh, chained to your belt. Is that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I never lose yeah. it. So anyway, it's important when you're mowing that you don't lose your wallet. It is. Well, I'm just saying if if the Me Too thing is going to work, it's got to work both ways. Do to you me. feel like you've been? Uh, uh, my the whole time I was trying to cut grass and use my weed eater to me, I was subject to cat call. You, you've been objectified. Objectified uh, or not? Yes, that did not happen. And Even I, on the west side, that didn't happen. Brandy, what's your thoughts about the colonel being objectified like that? Uh, it didn't happen. So it did not happen. Well, Colonel, I feel. Oh, I, I mean, had I women can driving by. Saying here, uh, hey, Colonel, come take care of my shrub. They're not saying that. It was. It was just. Oh, did, I bet a lot. Oh, of, a, a lot of your female neighbors brung you over some lemonade. Wait a minute. And, no, 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 no. They were. No, 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 no. No, that's what he heard. What they were actually saying was, "Please quit staring at me, you dirty old man." <laughs> what he heard was, "Yeah, can you come over and take care of my bush?" Which it did not that's happen. That's what they were saying. It, they weren't. Colonel, my bush needs some some attention. It does. It's a little trimming, here? Brandy. And, yeah. No. Nope. And I just thought, you know, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this thing, it's got to work both right. ways. The women got to treat the men properly too. Timmy. You you don't want to you don't want to be treated like be you're a sex object, Brandy. I I mean, you know, that's fair. Exactly. I got a brain, Timmy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, let's let's not let's not get crazy, Colonel. Let's, yeah, I yeah. So simmer down. Let's talk about the Darden family murders, shall we? Sure. Is it Dardine? Yes, this sounds Dardine. Like a Is it Dardine thing? or Darden? What do you think? I feel like it's Dardine. All right, we'll go, Dardine. Dardine. All right we'll go with Dardine. Dardine. We'll go with Dardine. On a chilly autumn night, Brandy, in 1987. Of course, you were 45 Seven. then, something like that. I wasn't. Elaine Dardine, as you would say. Well, Elaine Dardine was bound, gagged, and beaten to death inside of her family's mobile home. Well, see, first of all, never live in a mobile home if you can help it. Because you run, <laughs> that's where all the murders happen, and they blow away. That's where away. all the tornadoes go. Yeah, they blow away when there's a tornado. Uh, it was uh, the uh, mobile home was itself on a wedge of land between farm fields and the Union Pacific Railroad that run through the tiny southern Illinois town of... Anya? Ina. Ina? Ina. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Colonel, have you ever been in Ina, Illinois? I've been there, Timmy. Of course he has. I've been there. And, and, and you know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it was on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, for Ina. Pete's sake. Yeah, I joke. see. At, I've, been in Ina, I've been in Ina a number of times, Timmy. At the He's time not. of the murders, Ina had a population of just under 500. So it's amazing that you've been there, Colonel. Really? It is. I mean, well, I was just passing through. <laughs> I see. Yeah, they... Wait a minute. You was at the dairy through. freeze there. <laughs> yeah, no, he yeah. he was run out of town, but that's okay. The trauma of the beating forced Elaine Dardine, who was seven... Uh, this is... Yeah, this is a little bit graphic. She was seven months pregnant at the time, and the beating forced uh, that he... And the beating that he gave her forced her to give birth during this uh, attack... 
and her killer then clubbed the newborn little girl. Oh, Jesus Christ. And also her three-year-old son, Peter. Pete. I feel like we made a pact a while ago, Chuck. Correct me if I'm wrong. No more kids. Yeah, but this is a family murder, so I don't know how you can get... We can't, because, you know, one of the... We did a poll a while back asking people what they wanted to hear, and uh, Unsolved Murder Mysteries was top of the list, so... This is unsolved? Yeah, it's unsolved. Son of a bitch! Yeah. I hate I hate the goddamn things. You, you're you giving us a script with no resolution. Yeah, there's and no closure, kids. Colonel. I'm sorry. I- I feel empty the whole rest of the week. Ugh. I'm sorry about that. As opposed to, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to dig into this one, Tim. Now, it, the good news no, is, we're gonna solve it. The good news is, the attacker cleaned up the bloody mess, and then he tucked Elaine and her children in bed. Two days later, what the fuck. Now, here's the thing. Know. Here's what happened, um, Mister like Dardine, Keith Dardine. When uh, when this happened, Keith Dardine was nowhere to be found, Brandy, which, you, as you can imagine, uh, would make him rather suspect. Make, made him a suspect. But until two days later, hunters in the nearby field found the body of her of Elaine's husband, Keith, shot in the head and his genital genitals, genitals his what? <laughs> mutilated. For they fuck cut sake. off his they it's, cut off his penis, Brandy. Junk. What in the fuck? No, well, see, but now that could be because if you're in the woods, Timmy, and you're dead, the first thing the animals we eat will be your genitalia. I did not know well, that, girl. A, wait a minute, because it's it is whatever. Because is that the first thing Sammy's going to go for after Timmy dies alone in his apartment? I thought it was the eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it'll be the eyes, but the eyes are not. You know, why would a, why would a why 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 would a raccoon go after your genitals, uh, Colonel? Well, you'd have to go it's through clothes. Yeah, but you'd have to go through clothes yeah. unless he was just in the woods naked. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going for the face because that's exposed. You go for the face and work your way down. Let's not well, be dumb. No, Chuck. regardless, he was care. shot in the head. Do care? They can't d- undo zippers. <laughs> he was shot they in got, the head. They can't so they pull down people's thumbs. pants. You have not seen the raccoons I've had to deal with. They will. They'll pull down your pants. Regardless, regardless, he was shot in the head, so his death is somewhat suspicious. Yeah, fucking idiot. All right. So since the murders, police have exhausted... yes. Yeah. Since the murders occurred, police have exhausted a puzzling array of theories. How do you like that, Colonel? A puzzling array. Well, that's a a good turn of phrase, eh, Timmy. Uh, they ruled out. A, they ruled that They looked at marital infidelity. They dis, they looked at the uh, drugs as a possible uh, motive. They looked at gambling as a possible motive. Even devil worshiping, Brandy. Of course, uh, something that you're familiar with. And it came up. They came up empty-handed. So, except for the detective that investigated all this shit, he came out all fucked up and needing therapy. He was into. Infidelity, yep. drugs, gambling, and devil worship. That's not something you want to delve into. In 2000, now this was 1987, right? 13 years later, in 2000, serial killer Tommy Lynn Sells, of course, Brandy's good friend, confessed to, confessed to the crime after he was arrested in the state of Texas. A lot of listeners down in Texas so that's like us, Brandy. Yes. So many who don't like us, but we have some people in Texas that actually like us. 
By the way, Brandy, what did yeah. you think of that our latest review that uh, questioned the contributions of the colonel to the podcast? Well, I think that you got it right when you called him captain, first of all. You demoted <laughs> him, which is amazing. Um, and I thought it was mostly spot on. Colonel, your I, thoughts you know, on adult swimmer. I often who, feel that way. I, who said, Colonel, that uh, that you're not funny? Your you're thoughts, Colonel? I, well, they wouldn't. They he probably wouldn't think I was funny because he was probably a guy that I have uh, offended in some way. I, I I did not really get the bigotry part of it because if he would have said he's sexist and mis- misogynistic and yeah, that would have been just get. insensitive. Yeah, that would have been that you can get behind. But, yeah, but. But the bigotry part, I, I, I actually I don't even remember the episode, so maybe I could have been. I don't know. <laughs> it was the really episode where it I was on, on the, uh, the twins, the co-joined twins, Master, Master, oh, the Marsha and Dasha, or whatever her name. Yeah, I think you might have said something Hold about up. the what? Russians. Could be. Were they not a Caucasian? Well, but, but you know, maybe you, maybe they, they felt Russian. that you were a little bit ru- uh, tough on the Russians. I don't know. I don't know, I'm Colonel. Tough well, on the Russians. Yes, I'm tough it on the Russians. It just seems very articulate to me that they they kind of got the gist of the whole podcast. I thought, and me, I Brandy. well, and I feel like they were a very educated person. Yeah, yeah. So, no, there weren't. Here, I'll tell you why they weren't an educated person because they didn't like the podcast, and that's uh, that goddamn episode was about an hour and a half long, and they sat through the whole hour and a half. Now, how goddamn dumb do you got to be? If you take a bite of a sandwich and it tastes like hell, you don't eat the rest of the sandwich. If you walk you into do. a movie and, well, yeah, because I like to eat. But, so if if, you're, if, if you I, haven't left us a review on iTunes, please do so and support the colonel because he got a very, very tough review. And, and been demoted. Scathing review. And he they got demoted. demoted. And they called him a captain. And they called him a bigot. They said he wasn't funny. So if you think the colonel is funny, then uh, you got you got a lot of problems. But anyway, like, leave a review. I feel like that person was speaking their truth, though. I yeah. feel like they were speaking truth to power. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a uh, – well, you know, we have a lot of podcasts jealous of us, too. <laughs> oh, you think it was a, our competition, yeah. A lot of – yeah, a lot of people particularly jealous of me. Well, you know. So I think I think it was a revenge review is what I think it was. You think maybe me. Ben with uh, They Walk Among Us or Nina with uh, Yes, yes, it had to be Already ben. gone. I think they're starting to get a little concerned yeah. about us, Timmy. Yeah, I think you think that uh, we're like on the hills. Like they get like a million downloads a day, and but they're, they're concerned about us. But they're a little bit nervous yeah. about us. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. There's three of us and only two of them. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. See? All right. So uh, serial killer Tommy Lynn Sales confessed to the crime after he was arrested in Texas. However, police and other members bullshit. of the Dardeen family did not completely believe his accounts, uh, which changed three times. So Tommy Lee Sales, in addition to be a serial killer, Brandy, is, is kidding. was a liar. Eh, he's, he, he messed with the truth. Yeah. He did not seem to know any non-public information about the crime. So something I mean everything he told him he could have got on you know on the internet or whatever. He was never charged. He was never charged. Tommy Lee Sells was never charged with the Dardeen murders. Uh and he was executed in two thousand and fourteen, leaving the Dardeen killings unsolved. 
So we're going to talk about the Dardine killings. That's, that was just the introduction, Colonel. You thought it was the whole podcast. Well, that was pretty goddamn gross. Yeah, you just wrapped up the story in that one. You thought we were done. I mean, that's how that's how concise you write. Thank to you, me. Colonel. Yeah, I mean that's that's just a, a, a statement on how how concise you can write a thank, script. Thank you, Colonel. In 1987, Keith Dardine was 29 years old. Brandy, he was from the small town of Mount Carmel, Illinois. In 1981, Keith met and married 24-year-old Ruby Elaine Stratton. They got married in her hometown of Albania. I think that's what it is. Albion? Albion, Albion. Illinois. Small town near Mount Carmel. And a few years later, Elaine gave birth to the couple's first child, a boy that they named Pete. So we got Pete. We've got Elaine and Keith. uh, they're, They're the married couple. And we got Pete, the little boy. Keith supported his family by working as a clerk at a local convenience store outside of Albion. 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 Okay. Keith assertively searched for better job opportunities because, you know, that was not his, you know, he he did not achieve his career goals by being a clerk at the convenience store. How do you assertively search? Did he just walk in and say, uh, look here, <laughs> motherfucker, I, need I a job. want a job and give it to me now? Maybe. Good Lord. In 1985, of course, Brandy, you were just turning 40. Keith what? Was, a well, uh, offered, was offered a well-paying position as a treatment plant operator. Is that what Dave does? Uh, yeah. At the Wren Lake Water Conservancy, conservancy, conservancy district, conservancy in nearby Ena, Illinois. So he he's working at the water plant, doing what they have. You read this script already? Because you know, like you you know, I did this like I wrote this like weeks ago. So I'm I'm, this is new to me, just like you guys. The pay would uh, support Keith's uh, growing family and allow the family to save for a house. It's always good. Home ownership is always good, Colonel. In the meantime, the family not necessarily because then you got to cut the grass. Then you get sexually harassed and catcalled and objectified by all the women in the neighborhood. No, you, stop. So no, stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire somebody to cut the grass next time. Your delusion is they don't do it to Logan. In the meantime, the family rented a small trailer outside of Ina, Ina, whatever. Uh, Elaine took a job at an office supply store in Mount Vernon, Illinois, a few miles away. In the spring of 1987, Elaine learned that she was pregnant, Brandy, with the couple's second child, which was due around the holidays. So she's going to be pregnant during the holidays. Ugh. There's nothing worse than a pregnant woman bopping around the house during the holidays to me. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> no, they, I mean, they can't carry any heavy boxes. Well, they can't help putting up the, the tree. Upstairs. Right. But but they can stand there and tell you how you're doing it wrong. Well, I think if you would do as it the right. Colonel, I, you know, as one of my favorite, I mean, we had a, some people ask for the, the favorite quotes of us on the Facebook group yesterday, and the, my favorite one of yours, Colonel, is nothing will fuck up Christmas like a Christmas tree. That is some that no, is some it wisdom the there, Brandy. Christmas, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I just put a menorah in the window, Timmy, 
I'm done with I it see. now. I see. So in the spring of 1987, I said she was. She learned she was pregnant. They decide to name the child Ian or Casey, depending on whether it was a boy or a girl. I guess Ian would be the boy and Casey would be the girl, right? Because Casey could be either. We got your brother's name. How is Casey, by the way, Brandy? I don't know. Yeah. Even though Keith was a had a good paying job, the couple were considering uh, moving. Uh, I said they're looking for a house. First, the couple felt the trailer was not large enough to house their growing family, which makes sense, Brandy. Yeah. Well, he should have got them a nice double. Well, I mean, he's, he's got a pretty good job. I don't know why. The couple yeah. wanted uh, to have more children, and a the four room trailer was just not large enough for them. By the summer of 1987, the, a couple had put up uh, their mobile home for sale. Um, but the couple didn't want to move out of the trailer. They wanted to move out of Ena altogether. So they're, gonna, they're ready to pull up stakes and move, even though she is pregnant. Keith told his, fam- uh, told his family and friends the couple would move back to Mount Carmel, even if he were unable to find a job. So he's going to leave branding the, the job at the treating plant. Even though she's pregnant, I, I don't know if this is well thought out, but yeah, it, didn't seem like he had a good no. plan there, Timmy. Uh, so he, they're talking. Have, of, have you noticed, Timmy? They don't call trailers trailers anymore. They call them modular homes. I did not know that. They do, and these things, Timmy, are pretty goddamn impressive. Well, Brandy, as you know, I mean, likes she likes the tiny homes. She likes uh, the tiny uh, homes, fucking yeah. tiny homes. Look, first of all, they call them mobile homes. A modular home is different. What's the difference? A modular home is different. Modular home comes in, yeah. So double wide or trailer is like one piece and you set it, whatever. You set it down on your in your trailer park or whatever. A modular home gets put on a piece of land and there's different sections to it. So it's basically like you're buying all the prefab parts and then gluing them together like a dollhouse. It's like a puzzle, then. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, see, I thought uh, I thought the modular homes were just a new well, word for trailers. You don't know shit from Apple Butter. They're called mobile homes well, because I, they're mobile. Because I right, modular because homes I are not live mobile. In Lebanon, Ohio. So it sounds like okay. um, I, it sounds like you've corrected him, Brandy. I have. Well, it sounds and like it she's satisfying. got quite a bit of experience. Sounds like you got a lot of experience in trailer parks. <laughs> that's what I saw him saying. Anyway, uh, you know. <laughs> More than you would think. <laughs> Keith had told his friends that he didn't want to. He wanted to leave. He didn't want to give up his job, but he wanted to get out of Ina, Ina, because the area was becoming too violent for his family. So that's an interesting observation, don't you think, Brandy? There had been fifteen I, okay. homicides. Fifteen homicides Jeez, in Jefferson. They only have five hundred people. <laughs> for fuck's sake, what are they? What's well, everybody no. walking they around? Fifteen carrying? homicides. They didn't have fifteen homicides in Eno, which would have you know wiped out a third of their population. Right. It was, it was in, in the whole county. Yeah, Jefferson County during the previous two years, starting with those committed by Thomas Odell, a Mount Vernon teenager who killed his parents and three siblings as they. Uh, individually returned home one night in 1985. That sounds like an interesting case. We'll have to look that one up. The Odell was, uh, as well as some of those charged with murder in other cases, had been convicted. Residents uh, in the rural area had become fearful and stressed, Brandy. 
So the, everyone was on edge because of I can these, see how that happens. These murders, but that, that uh, Odell case, I'm going to have to look it up. A friend of Keith said that after a 10 year old girl had been raped and murdered in the area in May of 1987. <laughs> Uh, he became very protective of his family. That one night when a young woman came to their home asking if she could make a phone call, he refused to let her in. He was so spooked. It's um, kind of a dick move, yeah, though. I wouldn't let her in. Yeah, I mean, you know. I just shot her right off the damn porch. <laughs> you take a baseball back. <laughs> Teacher ask. You know, and you know, I like to, uh, and, and I have a bad habit. It sounds almost like snobbery. Because, and, and this is just a, a statement on human nature, okay. Timmy. <clears throat> I will mock trailer parks, but I grew up in a housing project. Yeah. So isn't that ironic, Brandy? Well, it, it's it's the it's the human condition that you can always find someone, no matter how horrid your situ- station in life is, you can always feel good about yourself if you can look at somebody else, Timmy. Your third say, asshole guy. Well, at least I'm not living in a trailer park. Yeah. As long as you got someone you can put down, you're okay, is what you're saying. Exactly. I, if you can just find somebody to look down on. Chuck Walters, everybody, humanitarian. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. Keith's yeah. behavior is. So that's the key to happiness, is what I'm trying to tell people. Don't try to, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Just find people that you can look down on. <laughs> that's all you have to do. Keith's behavior, it has been said, Brandy, bordered on paranoia. He would often sit by the window of the trailer and seem spooked when cars would drive down the gravel road adjacent to the property. Keith would keep a loaded shotgun near the door of the trailer. Elaine and Keith would argue about having a loaded weapon in the home near their young son. So his behavior is a little questionable, Brandy. Yeah. Uh, well, you got people dropping like flies out there. I mean, it's like. Yeah, but I mean, they, it's, it's they're like, not unsolved. I mean, you know, the one guy killed his family. It's but, like Vietnam in 68 out in that county. Timmy, I'd be carrying a shotgun, too. Despite, uh, despite Keith's odd behavior, the couple seemed happy, Brandy. To all who knew, they appeared to be in love, Brandy. Of course, you and young Dave are in love. That is how they. Okay. The couple I, were. You know that come, that that you know what that brings to mind What's that, to me? when you say in love. Really, one of the greatest greatest love. It's really the greatest of gift of all, Colonel. It is, and and when you think yeah. about love, and you think about love songs, who do you think about? To Whitney me? Houston, Captain and Snail. Whitney, Whitney. Well, the Bee Gees come to mind. Not the Bee Gees, Timmy. This is a Canadian. I'm gonna. I'm gonna right, you're here. gonna have to help me, Colonel. As Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. You know Gordon Lightfoot back in the 70s was getting more women throwing panties at his feet than anybody that carried a guitar. Well. So let's do, let's do it. If you could read my, my love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Now, how could you write a. Why did I think you were going to sing the wreck of the end? I like Captain and Daniel better. Wishing well. Is Captain really a captain, though? I'm not sure. I think he's like the colonel here. I don't think he I know. Well, I'm pretty sure. But he did have the cool hat. Yeah, but he was bald under that hat, dude. That's why he wore the hat. He was. Yeah, but... Gordon Lightfoot had the mustache. He had everything. He had the sideburns, too. 
Women like the yeah. sideburns, Brandy, because it rubs up against their thighs when a man is down there doing his business. That right, Colonel? Uh, no, they do. No. They love those big pork chop sideburns. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. So I forget where I was in the song. Today. <laughs> Neither of you have sideburns. I want that noted. <laughs> in a castle dog. I did you in know? the 70s. Well, no, I had didn't. to get that verse in, Timmy. If you remember from the board, we told our friend Amber Butler Hall that we would sing a song for okay. her. The night she was, she was having a rough time. And we're glad she's all right because she's down in Virginia Beach, Timmy. Oh yeah, they just yeah, had the, they and that happened not far from that where was she like, was located. That was just like so yesterday when they did before yesterday. That song had to go sh- get thrown out there for her because she challenged me to sing Gordon, and I think I sang it in. A, well, I would love to hear you sing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Colonel. That is, <laughs> there's a love song. That's a. That's a long song, Timmy, but I can do it. Well, maybe next time. I can do it. Maybe next time. If anyone asks for it, we'll, you'll do it. Or so, never. So it probably won't happen. There's but a, that's a song. It's pretty. Because on that song, the legend lives on from the pickle on down. To the big lake. To the big lake they call Gitchigoonie, Timmy. <laughs> Gitchigoonie is that. And that lake, it is said, never gives up its dead. <laughs> can in we, the skies and over. Can we not? I'm can sorry, we, Double. Can we move on with. <laughs> These people here. All right, maybe next time, Colonel. You double check, double next double check time. the lyrics on that if you would. Um, so anyway, the couple, feel, you know, Keith and Elaine were in love, even though he's acting odd. The couple were active in the local Baptist church, where they both uh, were in the choir. Uh, things were going well at Keith's job, which uh, where he received several raises and was considered one of the plant's most reliable employees. He never missed work, and he was never late. Brandy. That is something that uh, is to be admired. On November 18, 1987, Keith's supervisor became concerned when he did not show up for work because, as I said, he never missed work. He was always there on time. Uh, and so he became uh, concerned, and he tried to reach Keith, but he could and this is for cell phones, of course, but he was unable to reach him. So uh, he was also Keith's supervisor in addition to being his boss was also a a family friend. He tried to call the trailer, uh, but there was no answer. So when uh, Keith did not show up, his supervisor placed calls both to Keith's parents, who lived nearby, uh, and they had not heard from Keith or Elaine. As the hours passed, uh, Keith's supervisor became more and more concerned. Finally, still unable to reach Keith uh, at the uh, Later in the evening, uh, he contacted the local police department. By evening, the police went to the Dardine family home trailer to investigate. Uh, When they got there, they met Don Dardine, uh, which is Keith's father, who had brought uh, an extra set of keys to the trailer. And what they found, Brandy, was shocking. Uh, The crime scene was so violent and gruesome that it would haunt everyone's uh, involved in it for years to come. I thought he cleaned up the place. Elaine. D- well, yeah, but even <laughs> if you clean up the place, you got three people that have been bludgeoned okay. to death. Timmy. Elaine is low insensitive of me, I guess. Elaine Dardine uh, and her three year old son Peter had been beaten to death with a baseball bat that had been a birthday present to Peter from his father earlier in the year. Uh, being that was a mistake there, Timmy. Yeah, he should have went with a. I I never gave my boys. I had three boys. I would not allow them to have baseball bats, Timmy. 
Being seven? Because I, I, I was afraid to sleep at night if they had baseball bats. I gave them Nerf stuff. Stuff that couldn't hurt me real bad. Being seven months pregnant at the time, the beating caused Elaine to go into labor. The killer or killers had shown no mercy, however, and the newborn was beaten to death as well. Elaine was bound with duct tape and gagged, and all three uh, victims were tucked in the bed together. The area had been cleaned up, uh, indicating that the killer or killers had been in no hurry to vacate the crime scene. Despite the killer's efforts to clean the trailer, blood splatter covered the sofa, walls, and even the ceiling. So, and they didn't clean up very well, it didn't sound like. With Elaine and Pete and the unborn child brutally murdered inside the trailer, and Keith Dardine nowhere to be found, it first appeared to the police to be a domestic violence-related homicide. The police was now focused on locating one Keith Dardine. And that is now, I'm no expert. This this sounds like this sounds like a personal thing. Because me, it was so me. brutal, you mean? Yeah, it sounds like if you know, just a home invasion robbery or something like that. You gotta you know you, you gotta might, be a special kind of piece of shit. Yeah, you to, might shoot somebody to or beat you know people to death like that. Well, Especially it, children. It, it, Tommy Lee Sells, Tommy Lynn Sells is a special piece of shit, so there yes. is that theory, but yes. Tell us what yeah, happens I mean, next, the, Brandy. The three-year-old they can't identify, you, right? You know, you just. I mean, why? And the newborn, obviously. Yeah, Ugh. the newborn, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this was just people, just uh, one person or two people. I don't know, but it was just some kind of insane bloodlust that they. Yeah, had. and the fact this that they just... stuck around after they did it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, well, the initial suspicion that Keith Dardine had brutally murdered his own family were quickly laid to rest when the body was found the following day lying in a nearby field. He had been shot three times and his penis was cut off. This might be a penis yes, snatcher, another. Brandy. Have you ever considered that? I had not. Uh, Colonel, uh, you know, we did that episode on the penis uh, snatcher. We did. This whole thing might be just about his penis. This might be a snatch, a uh, snatch snatcher, Brandy. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. So, police. Did they ever find his penis? I don't know yet. <laughs> police found Keith's car. <laughs> they posted pictures of it throughout the community. <laughs> yeah, I was missing. Is I'm missing posters. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Missing penis <laughs> on milk cartons and shit. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> it, uh, it, it quite disturbed the second graders when they went to put a lunch. Well, you know. Have you seen this penis? Uh, have, have you seen this? And all the kids that came forward that said yes, they started as special counseling for them. Continue, Brandy. Uh, so police found Keith's car parked outside the police station. Okay. Oh, that takes some balls okay. yeah. there. Well, never mind the fact that, you know, they were whatever. Uh, it was in the nearby town of Benton, some 11 miles from the Dardine home. Blood on the interior indicated it was likely the site of Keith Dardine's murder. Yeah, outside the police station. That takes, that takes some balls. It, it does, of which he might have none at this point. Hmm. Um, so such a brutal crime would have been enough to shock a rural community. But the fact that the Dardines were not the first victims in the area created a lot of apprehension in the small community. 
Police worked quickly to identify potential suspects in order to calm the community. While the spate of murders seemed unrelated, it was enough to drive locals into an intense state of fear. During the days and weeks following the discovery of the Dardine family murders, locals took to openly carrying shotguns and after and after school basketball games at after school basketball games, students would wait in the school building for their parents to come in and accompany them to the parking lot for their ride home instead oh. of socializing outside as they normally would. Oh, so they didn't take shotguns to the basketball game because that would put a lot no. of pressure on the referees, I would think. I would think. <laughs> that would put a lot. But, you know, and, and, and I don't mean to make light of this, but... But you will. If they were beaten to death with base, baseball bats, I mean, you would kind of see the, the, the bad guy coming. You know, it's not like you can hide a baseball bat. Yeah, but that, you know, guy but that guy didn't bring the baseball bat. He just used what was there. Oh yeah, that was a that was a, that was a yeah. weapon of opportunity, right? So I mean, if you could pay attention and keep up with the adults, that'd be great. No, I'm just saying. Okay, but the so guy did not have a lot of balls. I mean, when, when he came when he came up across a, a full grown man, he shot him. Right? He yeah, cut yeah. his penis off. But with the pregnant woman, he hits with a baseball bat. So he's he's not the right. he's not the most uh, manly of killers. No, he's a shit heel. The coroner in nearby Franklin County was quoted as saying that locals were so afraid to let strangers into their homes that if he ran out of gas on a country road, he wouldn't even bother knocking on the door and would simply walk to the highway and hitch a ride because they would pick him How up. How many then. times this motherfucker running out of great gas? Well, I think they're saying uh, that people would, but you know, I, I wouldn't do. Would you? Would you go up to someone's house in the middle of the night out in the out in the country if you ran out of gas? I don't think I would. You take a chance of getting well, shot. Yeah, but here's the beauty of it: he wouldn't do that. He would go hitch a ride oh. because somebody would pick yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's that makes more sense. That's safer. Yeah. Yes. You know, on those country roads, Timmy, now, this is just a brief interlude here, but me and my friend was involved in a in a, in a rather serious accident on one of those backcountry roads. And, and I was the only one physically capable of going to get help. So I walked, Timmy, I must have walked a mile, it seemed like a mile on this country road. And I finally found a house, this is back before cell phones. And you know, a mile is not that far, I finally far, found right? a house. It 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 is when your nose is broken and you cut you got a cut above your eye bleeding down your face and you're the one in best shape to go get an ambulance for the other okay. five people. So I'm walking down this country road, Timmy, and uh, the I find a house and it's like one of those you know haunted hill houses, uh-huh. you know, scary things in the country and a long driveway going back. And I start I'm like, oh, finally I'm safe because I'm tired, I'm dizzy, you know, I'm kind of hurt. Walk all the way halfway up this driveway. They got a goddamn German Shepherd chained to a tree that can reach me, Jimmy. <laughs> I had to run away from the German Shepherd, get back to the road. By that time, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I just laid down in the grass. Finally, I heard the police come and they, you know, everybody ended up being all right. But who changed the German Shepherd to the tree? I, the lo- I love the story. Uh, you remember the guys from Leonard Skinner when they had their plane crash? <laughs> And the yeah, guy goes. The guy goes and gets help, and they shoot him <laughs> for trespassing. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, Lord, that's what this was like to me. And I was like, oh, finally safety. And I get halfway up the driveway, 
And I see this, this it, it was like a werewolf kind of to me. I had red eyes and big white. T- and it was chained to a tree. They had her chained around the tree and it started chasing me. I had to run back to the road. And then I just said, you know what? I don't care. I'm laying down. Yeah, that, that wasn't but your day, Colonel. everybody survived. It was, that was a bad day. It wasn't my day. It was not it my day. It would not be like Ice Cube uh, Brandy. Today was not a good day. Yeah. It wasn't a good day. All right. Can you so, do a little ice cube for us there, Colonel? No. Well. No, come on. I, you know. I'll, I'll no. let Brandy continue. I, I've, 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 had, no. I've had an allude here. I'd like to get back to the Okay, story. all right. I'm kind of engrossed in this. Would you? All right. In spite of a Because I had a bad day. Take a one down. That's Ice Cube. Sing a sad song. <laughs> Just turn it around. It's one of the, it didn't, it didn't get released. It's funny. Sounds like Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of Ice Cube's. That, that, that was the B side. Yeah. Ice Cube B side. Yeah. All right. So in spite of a massive investigation involving 30 detectives dedicating full-time work to the case and interviewing more than 100 people, the police were not able to determine a motive for the killings, let alone find a likely suspect. As the killings went unsolved, the community became more alarmed. Early reports from from the police about the crime were limited and sometimes contradictory, allowing rumors to spread. The two counties' respective coroners differed on whether Keith had died of a head injury or been shot. What? Weren't they, when they been, okay, whatever. Uh, whether Keith had a had died of a head injury or been shot, among those who reported the former, it was said that it had been inflicted when, when he was dragged from the car. Circumstances under which Elizabeth gave birth, perhaps posthumously, to her short-lived daughter, gave rise to, story, to stories that Casey, as the family called her, had been ripped from her mother's womb. Oh, for Christ's sake. Ah. Hmm. Along with the mutilation of Keith's genitals, this supported speculation that's this supported. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Uh, Speculation that Satanists were active in the area and had performed a ritual sacrifice of the family. Now, Brandy, you're, you know, that's your people. Do do they, are they into, uh, you know, mutilated genitals? Do you, do you discuss? Well, they just rip your pecker Do they discuss that? Do they do that at your meetings? 
Uh, no. Do you have cookies at the meetings? Yes, we have cookies. They're delightful. And genitals. Rainbow cookies. And they have genitals. They have little pen- pentagrams on with little pentagram icing on the cookies, and it's like, here you go, have a sugar no, cookie. They're rainbows and unicorn iced. They're beautiful. All right, so uh, let's see. The crime also uh, was said to be the work, along with three other local unsolved murders, of a regional serial killer. Soon, local police agencies joined forces with the Illinois State Police to investigate the crime. A total of 30 detectives worked full-time following leads and interviewing 100 people, which is what they set up here that they were doing, and none of what they found proved fruitful. A man uh, was taken into custody early on and then was released after being questioned. Likewise, a co-worker of Keith's, whom he reportedly had been having a dispute, was cleared. No one knew the couple had anything. No one who knew the couple had anything bad to say about them. So it'd be like if I died. Yeah, they would only mm, have no. positive things to say about you, Brandy. Exactly. Mm, no. No, you know what it would be. I don't know what happened. She was just getting her life together. <laughs> she was starting to take yeah. care of her kids. Well, she was. She, she was a wonderful mother. Diploma. She she yes. was yeah. she was a lovely person. But She's we've heard rumors about her and her economics professor. But, Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, a small quantity of marijuana was found uh, in the trailer. But the not smoke enough, in the marijuana, but not, Colonel. But not the enough to suggest lettuce, that they were involved in dealing. Hmm. Uh, police believe that the marijuana might have been inadvertently left behind by the killer or killer. Oh, I bet they were pissed. Because the autopsies found no drugs or alcohol in any of the victims. Dude, do you want to be the guy that left your pot behind at a murder scene? No. That's going to piss no. them off. Might as well leave your driver's license behind. Yeah. Uh, the coroners put the time of death for all the Dardines at within an hour of each other. The bodies in the trailer have been killed 12 hours before they were found, and Keith had been shot, or I'm sorry, Keith had been dead for 24 to 36 hours when he was found. Resolving this question, however, made it harder to determine how the crime had been committed. So wait a minute. Since so Keith's they were body killed. Was found away from the trailer. So they he was killed 24 hours. Bef- 12 before hours, he was, he was killed 12 hours, oh, before he was found. Yeah, because yes. he was found a couple of days later. Okay, right. okay. But they were all, they all died within an hour. Same time, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, so, re- resolving this question, however, made it harder to determine how the crimes had been committed since Keith's body was found away from the trailer. And he may have been killed at that location rather than with his family. At the trailer, the killer or killers had apparently taken the time to not only tuck Elizabeth's body into bed along with her children's bodies, but also to clean up the scene, suggesting they did not feel any sense of urgency to leave. The amount of effort involved led police to theorize that the crime may have taken place at night. These people are all over it. Uh, it It was also an open question as to whether there was one killer or multiple killers. With not much physical evidence to go on, investigators started to look at possible motives for the killings. So, deter- But determining the motive of the assailants was a particularly difficult part of the case. The back door of the trailer had been left open, but there was no evidence, because there was no evidence, wait a minute. The back door of the trailer had been left open, and there was no evidence of forced entry. A VCR and portable camera were in plain sight in the living room. 
Elsewhere in the house, equally accessible cash and jewelry remained. These facts argued against robbery as the motive. Elaine had not been raped or sexually assaulted. Uh, Investigators found no evidence of any extramarital affairs involving either Keith or Elaine that might have motivated the other party into a jealous rage. So they were basically just living a clean life. Yeah, they were just doing their thing. Yeah, having kids, doing their thing. Yeah. See, these are the kind of cases that bother me because there's so many people that really got it coming. Yeah, these people sound like... It doesn't sound like these people had it coming. Yeah, they were just living their life. Yeah. Um, A stack of papers with sports sports scores written on them was found in the house and led them to wonder on whether Keith might have incurred gambling debts. However, Joanne Dardine told police her son had no interest in gambling and was so frugal that he raised money for his young son's college fund by reselling 50-cent cans of soda at work for a small profit. Good oh, he Lord. had no idea what college was going to cost. <laughs> well, you know, at the time. 87. Yeah. You know, my first full-time yeah. tuition uh, when I started college was $330. Fees and everything. Tuition fees are $330 a, a quarter. That's amazing. Yeah. Now it's about, uh, what, $1,000 a credit hour, if not more? Yeah, now I owe $40,000 for my education. Yeah. That has gotten me into a job working with you two yahoos. Yes. So, there Congratulations. <laughs> right. I, I do not have college debt, devil. I know, because you have two GEDs, and you didn't go, you didn't go to college for any amount of time. I know, I've heard this story. What I haven't heard. Have you heard about his baseball career? Because he got. I have so many fucking times. I've heard. I mean, he was going to play Division One baseball. That's pretty impressive. I I know he was, and jacked up his shoulder. And you played Division One softball, right? Uh, I played Division Two. Oh, okay, but still, that's that's other girls. Let's um, let's let's explore that a little bit, Devil. I don't need to because I'm. Was there any lesbianism involved? Uh, not with me. Hmm. The police expert on cults told the newspaper that the rumor that Satanists were responsible was untrue, since such groups would often mutilate bodies more extremely, harvest the organs, and leave symbols and lit candles at the scene of their crimes. Is that what you do? Is that pretty consistent, Brandy? Is that true? Do you harvest sure. organs? No, I have do not. you have one of those long candle lighters, Devil? Or do I do. You use a bick and burn your thumb? No, okay. I have one of the long ones. Um, investigators do not believe the Dardines were randomly chosen, but speculate that it might have well been a case of mistaken identity. Oops. There oh, was, that's got oops. Suck. Yeah. There was also speculation that the killers wanted Keith to sell drugs, and he refused to do so, or perhaps Elaine had a deranged stalker. Yeah, they're just fucking Since guessing. Since this is still an open case, I know. Since this is still an open case, any investigations into these theories remained in the police record. Eventually, the police exhausted all leads and had to start working other cases. Two FBI profiles, pri- profilers came to the area to review the evidence. Uh, they were able to make some suggestions, but generally found that the crime defied their typical analytic methods. The case grew cold, and eventually those in the community went back to their normal lives. Timmy, I think they need me and you to come down there and take a look at this whole well, thing. Well, bring us home, Colonel. <clears throat> Well, okay, Timmy. As time passed and the case grew colder and colder, Joanne, 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 
<laughs> Keith's mother, she's pressured authorities to try to solve this murder. Jolene, 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 Don't, Jolene. I love that song. I need you to stop. Okay, you don't like that song. She could just take a man if she wanted it, Colonel, if she wanted one. She could just take a man. It doesn't matter. Because she says, please don't take him just because you can. Just because you can, devil. Don't take the man. But, you know, she must be pretty hot to be able to take Dolly Parton's man because she's got big boobies, Colonel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to go that extra mile to take Dolly. So whoever, Jolene must have pretty big boobies if she's got bigger boobies than uh, Dolly Parton Brandy. Oh my God! Stop saying it'd boobies. be hard to it'd be hard to find a woman who has big well, boobies. Jolene apparently had them. Jimmy. Yeah, she had some knockers on her. <laughs> Dolly didn't put that in there, but it's implied. Jolene, Jolene, jo- it is implied. Jolene. So where was I, Timmy? Oh, she gathered. So this woman goes She's out. She's Keith's mother, right? She's walking around Joanne. town. Joanne is Keith's mother. Yeah. Yeah, she gets uh she gets 3,000 signatures because she wants to get on the Oprah Winfrey show to do a segment on the murders. That's good. That's a good plan. Yeah. Really, she just wanted to get on there when Oprah says, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. But anyway, Oprah decided it was just a little too graphic for daytime television. And even America's Most Wanted passed on it. But they did later do a segment in 88 that produced no... It was a 98, but that's okay. (laughs) 98, yeah. It wasn't until the year 2000 that new light was thrown upon a brutal slaying of the Dardine family. (laughs) New light, Brandy. New light. That's when Tommy Lynn Sells, who'd been arrested for cutting the throats of two girls in Del Rio, Texas, began confessing to all kinds of murders. And... He was a carny, Timmy. Oh, he's a carny, Brandy. He rode the rails. Brandy, have you ever dated a carny? I know that's like is the sky blue, but have you? Could you tell us about your relationships with carnies? No. You know, I have what dated. I, could, I have dated a carny, but no, I will not tell you about it. <laughs> you know what? I have a hard time, Colonel. Is that little those little milk balls that you try to knock down? You're supposed to knock down. You know, you get a ball. Yeah. And. And these milk balls, they weigh they weigh about seven thousand pounds. About milk bottles, huh? Milk bottles? Yeah, milk bottles, right? And you take a ball yeah, and you okay. try to knock them. You, you say milk balls, what? <laughs> whatever. The milk yeah. bottles that you try to, and they weigh like seven thousand pounds. They're like lead, right? Yeah. We in my hometown, we had a we had a tornado come through my hometown. I mean, it did like a million dollars of damage, knocked down everything. The only thing in town left standing was those little milk bottles, Colonel. A million dollars in damage. Knocked down the whole town, Mm -hmm. did a million dollars in damage. It was in the 70s. Portsmouth (laughs) is a modest place. (laughs) Well, now, Sells confessed to all this. He said he met Keith at a truck stop or maybe a pool hall and invited him home to dinner. Well, Keith then propositioned Sells to engage in a Devil's threesome. Oh, never get Man. involved with a threesome with a carny, Brandy. That should be something that you no. that, That's a rule no. to live by right there. And and he was a hobo, too, Timmy, because he rode yeah, the rails. Yeah, he's a hobo and a carny. From carny to carny. That, he, he just tells people he's a carny. That's, that's just to try to gain people's trust. <laughs> yeah, he told people he was a carny because he didn't want them to know he was a right, hobo. Right, right. That's... So part of the problem with his confession is he didn't always stick to his own story. What if we have any carnies that listen to our podcast? 
We we have a few. We? we have a few. I I I think Jesse Macri is no. a carny. Does he does he manage mistaken. the ring toss where they throw the little rings over the pop bottles? Jessica, Jessica, I don't know what she does there, Timmy, but uh, I don't know for this for sure. I'm just speculating, I but I, I'm You're making just saying it up personality-wise. Jessica would be good at the, at the carny work, just standing out there hawking and barking. You know, come on, give it a try, give it a whirl, mm-hmm. you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So She I, would have, uh, like, one of those little aprons that, you know, get all the chains yeah. and stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. To get you in the little tunnel of love ride, you know, where you go in and try to try to try to kiss your bride or your right on your, the mouth, your date, Timmy. Yeah, hmm. that never worked for me. Now, not only did this story keep changing, but he didn't even know facts about the case that were well publicized. Well, he's a, he 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 did not know information, Brandy, that he should have known if he was the killer. He I'm was kind idiot. of a dummy, Timmy. What an idiot. And in the mid-1980s, Sells was living primarily near St. Louis, roughly 90 miles northwest of Jefferson County. Okay, so he was, he was in the area. Money for, yeah, he was making money from working at traveling carnivals and fairs and a day laborer. And, well, of course he made, because he was a hobo, he made some money through theft. Mm. Now, for the latter pursuit, he often hitched rides on truckers or hop freights without any particular destination in mind. Despite his proximity to the murders, police take Sell's confessions with a huge grain of salt. And I have not really ever seen a huge grain of salt, <laughs> but that's how they're taking it. That's what you so, put out for deer. Oh, yeah, the salt licks, yeah. that can Brandy, well, that can uh, drive your blood pressure up. It will. It so will. can the two of you, but here I am. <laughs> well, anyway... You think Michelle Johns was ever a uh, carny colonel? No, I think she was an assassin. She's pretty badass. Yeah, Michelle Johns, she is pretty badass. You know she's going to be my next wife. I know, I know. I've called dibs on Michelle Johns. Yeah, I don't think she's down for that. No, she she said the other night that she, she might have some interest in it. No, I think well, that's one of those that's things. what I heard. I'm I think that's I'm one not of those really things. sure if she reaches seventy and she's not married and you're not married, then maybe. And he's okay, dying. But, so right. what you're saying is the possibility is there. Money. Right. You're saying the possibility is there. That's all I'm saying. Sure. So now his claim to which seat Keith Plymouth he was shot in is believed is belied by the evidence. When asked how Elaine's body was positioned, he first answered incorrectly, then correctly, which might have been just a lucky guess. So when Sells confessed, Joanne Dardine was convinced of his guilt. But as the years went by, even she thought he was a little sketchy. So now this guy ended up confessing to more than 70 murders at the time of his execution, and authorities were only convinced of his guilt in 22. I don't think we've covered him, have we? I don't think we've covered him on the show. No, no. He, he's a liar. It he reminds sounds a little me stupid of, for us to cover. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, you know who, who this Sills reminds me yeah. of, Timmy? The talking dog. Mm. Huh? The talking dog. It, it, a guy goes to this, he sees an ad for a talking dog for oh sale, you know, and he, he's got to find out mm. about it. So he goes over to the guy 
and says, you know, I hey, I hear you hear a talking dog. I don't really believe this, you know. And guy's like, no, I got him. Come on out. And it's a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And guy's like, go ahead and talk to him, Pete. And the dog's name's Pete too. And he's like, well, dog says, what do you want to know? And he's like, oh my God, the damn son bitch talks. He's like, tell me about yourself, Pete. And Pete starts says, you know, he says, well, you know, I was, I I, I was a pup, and then and then you know. 9-11 happened, and I helped through that. I sniffed, you know, I was trying to recover people. And then, you know, then we had the war, and I went over to Afghanistan. I sniffed out IEDs for, you know, for the soldiers. And I did all that. You know, I had my time in. I got to be 10 years old, and I, I, they retired me. And I came out here, and I'm I'm with this man right now. And this uh this this guy has gone by him. He's just amazed and fascinated. And he says to the owner, he says, I can't believe you're gonna sell this dog. I mean, this dog's amazing. Why would you want to sell this dog? And the owner says, Cause the son bitch is a liar. He ain't he was never in the military. <laughs> okay. That's a very good story there, Colonel. It's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> To this day, Timmy, the chilling Illinois family murder remains unsolved. Timmy. Mm. Okay, Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the Dardeen family murders? What do you think happened, Brandy, if anything? I don't know. I think there's some twisted son of a bitch out there that's never really gotten his uh, so you think it's, just desserts. You think it's someone that we that's not been identified yet? I would say so. Do you have yes. an idea? Why, do you have a theory on why he did it, or think it's just random? Or I think it. Well, I think it. From the way it sounds, again, it was one of those things where it was very, very personal about some something about them angered something about this family angered whoever it was. They sounded like they were kind of isolated. It was one of those things where it was like a perfect situation. So you think where they could be out there and people would yell and scream and holler and nobody would nobody would come to run and look. Nobody would do anything because they're so far out. They're in this trailer. So you think someone had someone had a motive to do it. It was personal. Someone had a motive. I think. Well, whatever. And whatever they're twisted. I can't imagine what their motive would be to kill these babies. But, you know, there was something it seems to me like it was personal. You don't. Usually, people just don't beat a stranger to death. Right now, it does happen, but you know, usually it's because there's been some kind of, you know, bad review a, on a iTunes reason or in their mind. Yeah, but this just sounds very. It sounds very personal. It sounds like somebody's. You know, you've got to take your time. It really takes a huge shit heel and a horrible, horrible person to bludgeon a. a literally literally bludgeon a newborn like still covered with schmutz yeah bludgeon that baby yeah in the t- in the two or three year whatever yeah, little three year old, yeah. old little Petey was yeah. yeah fuck that guy and they cut off the See, guy's penis I don't penis. think there was necessarily a shit heel I think there was just a I think there was a deep deep level of insanity in that I think it was just Oh, there'd have to be something. So do you think, Colonel, you, well, you, I don't, you think it was a random type of deal, Colonel? I don't think it was random, but I do I, think they I were crazy. I don't know if it was random because because Keith was sitting by the window with the shotgun all the time, so they would have had to... Yeah, that's, an, I, that's I, I odd behavior. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like you and the raccoons or something. But you gotta, you gotta wonder, Timmy. What made Keith see? That's what. That's the key point that I'm getting at. Is that Keith? He was spooked. I think Keith was doing something a little sketchy. He was spooked, wasn't he? That's why he was sitting there, about with the shotgun all the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, whatever it was, caught up with Keith. You know, that's that's my speculation. I, if I was a detective, that would be the angle. I'd be looking into Keith's background real close. I'm going to but go I with. Think, uh, I don't think the person. I think the person was definitely crazy. I'm going to go with Tommy oh, Lynn Sells yeah. because he was in the area. He confessed to it. He probably killed. He killed seventy people. You don't know all the de- You know, you could forget details. Uh, and that's he was true. in the area. I'm going to go with him because he's a bad person anyway. Well, uh, I'm ahead. I'm ahead up to Illinois, and I'm gonna look. All this right, up Colonel. See what please I do, and let us know what you find, because uh, everyone will, wants Timmy. to know. And also work on, you know, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald lyrics while you're while you're at it. <sighs> yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. We would like to. I'm. I'm going to do. We that. would like to thank all of those of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com. Slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little. All right, Colonel, me. you want to give out some shout outs to thank say thank you to all those who support us? I will. To me, let's go with Andrew Scammell, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Bradford, Stratford, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, High Road, The Comeback Podcast, Reen, Marissa Albanese. Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker-Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett-Bendrobrovich. Let's see what was on my list. Ursula, a.k.a. Lanik. Of course, our dear, dear friends, Timmy Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Beth Ann Wallen, Michelle Johns, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsip, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, They Walk Among Us podcast. That book just came yes, out this week. Yes, I've got week. the audio book, so I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to listen to it. They Walk Among I'm, Us. I'm, my book's going to be here June It's 12th, available on, on Amazon, and the audio book is Amazon? available on uh, audio, audio, audible.com, which is the same as Amazon, I guess. Yes. Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Dale. Kelly Charette. Karen Widener, Callie Jones, Laura. The you know, lovely I, I'm Callie I'm going to give this shout out I here. bet Callie Jones have it, had a run-in with Carnies before. I bet she has. She's and down gonna, there in Florida, gonna, and they, they, you know, that's where mm-hmm. they, they winter, right? Down there in Florida. That's Carney headquarters yeah. down there. I'm, You know, I'm going to post this in our group. For people that use Twitter, mm-hmm. Timmy... If you're not following Callie Jones on Twitter, you're really missing. What's her? Do you know her? Uh, do you know her handle met. on Twitter? Um, Fox, I believe Fox it's Wine. It's Foxed Wine. Yeah, okay, I'm not a Twitter. It, person, she's but. hysterical. Do you follow her, Devil? Of course. The girl just cracks you up, and there. she follows so, me. It's amazing. She follows. She follows me too. Jessica yeah. Greeno, Lauren Meredith, Mike Brown from Pleasing Terrace. Sarah Bloom, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cambrin, Elise Edrigen, History Goes Bump, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Lahara Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, 
Jeff and Don Chestnut, Marquia Smith, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, the lovely Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, the wonderful Shirley Strap, Melissa Montoya, Todd Long, Maja, Shelley, Carol Elise, Kirsten Malachinsky, Adam McWaters, the Context to Clarity Podcast, Paula Kimes, and uh, the Spy Stories Podcast. And Spy Stories, yes. We split them up, mm-hmm. Timmy. Um, Canadian True Crime, Charlie from her from Insight, and what is uh, she's got the new one? Crime, uh, yeah, it's Crime Lines. Yes, Crime Lines. Charlie from Crime Lines. That's actually a very. Oh, and uh, don't forget to mention Nina's new um, podcast. Nina, don't talk to strangers. Nina lost her father, and we're all bummed about that. A good friend of our show. Good friend of the show. We're dedicating this show. We're dedicating this show to Joe. Yes. We are. He's a good guy. We're going to miss him. We are. He, you know, he really was an interesting yeah, guy, and and it's it's a big loss it, that he's you know to to the Dweeb family because he was he really made the made the Dweeb cons very he interesting did. to me. He, he did. was a lot of fun. Guy, guy could tell a story. He was man. a lot of fun. Angela Santos, Lydia Walsam Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard. Stacy, Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra, Elaine Baker, Vivian Vaca, Shireen Nehran, Amanda Lupus, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith. I haven't seen Kimberly around in a while. I hope she's doing yeah, well. Stop and say hi, Kimberly. Robin Sherrard, Ruth Keith Whitfield, Cassie Kitchens, Natasha Burgess, Julia Bentley, Patty Schmidt. The wonderful Timmy Lady Beverly. The lovely Lady Beverly. Of course. Of course, Rudy. The Wonder Dog. The Wonder Dog. And the woman we do this all for week after week, Timmy Dottie Scott. Well, she's good. I hope Dottie, we all hope you're doing We well. hope the body count Dottie. is enough for her this week. Yeah, hopefully. Well, when we got into cells when, you know, we got into the 70 murder. She was like, yeah, then that's more yeah. like it right yeah. now. That's a serial killer I can get okay. behind. Dottie right seems there. to have a bloodlust. <laughs> she really she does. does. She does. Okay, we're going to try to get these out more frequently, right, guys? Yep. We took yeah. a little time off, but um, we'll, we're back. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good Bye-bye. Day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.